Hello, this is Fertility Life Raft with me, Alice Rose. Welcome back, or welcome if you're a new listener. Um, It's the fifth episode of the second series, which might be confusing to you because last week um, I got ever so muddled up with my numbers and I I think I said it was like the third episode, but it was actually the fourth episode and anyway, this is actually the fifth episode (laughs) of the second series. Um, It's really brilliant to have you with me. I've had some really amazing uh, feedback from... Um, the last episode with Dr Zoe Williams so thank you so much for that. You may have noticed it has actually been a couple of weeks since I put that out and that is because I I do try to really talk my talk and look after myself as much as I encourage you to do as well and I'm not always brilliant at it um, but I do try and I realised that getting out this podcast weekly was actually just getting quite difficult with all my other commitments and I was feeling the pressure so um, I've decided to make it a bi-weekly or for my non-UK listeners um, fortnightly (laughs) and in time I definitely want to make it weekly again but um, yeah I'm going to need a sponsor for that so (laughs) so that I can hire an editor (laughs) so anyone listening feel free to pay me lots of money to make this uh, podcast and it will reach the listeners faster. Now before I get into this week's feature interview with the gorgeous Sarah from IVF Babble I wanted to share a positive NHS story with you before we get into the main chat, which I hope will just kind of encourage you that sometimes there are ways to swing the pendulum in your favour, not necessarily with with the NHS or, or anything like that, but just, you know, with life in general. Sometimes there's things that you can actually do to take back ownership of something which seems so far out of your control. And I'm going to share this with you because somebody got in touch to tell me about what happened and she was just elated on cloud nine um, and couldn't believe that things had actually swung in her favour after what she'd been through. So let me read out the email that she sent to me. Our CCG funded us with one round of IVF. Disappointing that it's not in line with the NICE guidelines, but we were so grateful to even have one shot. I started treatment for a short cycle of IVF in May of this year. Unfortunately, it was a pretty disastrous experience. I responded poorly to the drugs, only had two follicles and ended up with one egg, which didn't fertilise. We were devastated at not having any embryos. I did a bit of research with our CCG and spotted their cancelled policy, treatment stopped before egg collection, and abandoned policy, treatment stopped before embryo transfer. NICE guidelines define a cancelled cycle but don't define abandoned. That's our local CCG definition. Our CCG states that you can have two abandoned or cancelled cycles without it counting towards your NHS funding. I was feeling a little bit optimistic that we may get another go on the NHS as we seem to fall under our CCG's abandoned policy. I went armed with the information to our follow-up appointment and I want to put it out there that I could not fault the hospital or the staff during our treatment. They were fantastic. We were disappointed with our follow-up appointment as the doctor was adamant that we didn't fall under the council policy and we'd used all of our funding. If we'd like to go for further treatment, then we'd have to self-fund. They wouldn't even entertain the abandoned policy. In hindsight, I don't think they are clear on what this policy is. We spent a few weeks grieving as we couldn't believe that that was it. After lots of therapy, I was supported by my hubby, therapist and GP to make a complaint about our funding situation. No one could understand why we were not considered an abandoned cycle. 
I knew the odds of the NHS siding in our favour was relatively slim, actually non-existent. I was hoping it would bring me some closure and I'd no longer have to think of the what-ifs. So, in July of this year, I made a complaint to my local CCG regarding our circumstances and to get clarity over why we were not considered an abandoned cycle. Fast forward 10 weeks to today, we finally had a response. The CCG have sided with us. I repeat, they sided with us and confirmed we've not used our funding and we can still have funded treatment. I am in a state of utter shock that it's gone in our favour. To say I'm ecstatic is an understatement. This has taken a huge financial strain off myself and my husband. There's been so many emotions today, happy, sad, relief, anger, frustration, gratitude, optimism, and finally, a little bit of hope that we get another chance at the possibility of having a family. This has been an incredibly difficult time, particularly for my husband. He's an absolute saint and has supported us through this whole process. Can you please, please, please share this story with your followers? I would hate to think of anyone who is in a similar situation and is not aware of how they can follow up. They can get answers and sometimes the NHS is on your side. I would never have thought of making the complaint if it hadn't have been for my therapist. I'm so glad that I did. Even if the outcome had gone a different way, I think it would still have helped to, be draw, to draw closure on this chapter to enable me to embrace the next. I hope that by raising awareness of my journey, it might help someone going through a similar situation. Oh, I just love this story and I think if you want to make contact with this listener she's just set up a new trying to conceive Instagram account called trying to make us three and is really happy to talk to anyone about it I really want to thank trying to make us three for sharing that with me um, and I'd love to know your thoughts I'd love to know if you've had a similar situation or um, you, you know this has encouraged you time to get stuck into this week's brilliant guest Sarah from the fantastic IVF babble and we started chatting and I hit record as we were getting into the good stuff straight away and I didn't want to miss it. So you join us just as Sarah's explaining how much she puts into her passion and purpose, the online magazine she's founded with fellow IVF veteran Tracy. What do you think you sacrifice? Uh, oh my God, I have sacrificed my time, first of all. I, I do not have, I just don't, I don't have any time to myself. I wake up, I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is I, I check my emails, my Instagram, and the DMs are just, you know, da 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 So there isn't, there isn't literally no free time, because I'm splitting my time between the website, my day job, my husband, my girls, my mum, who sadly just got um, breast cancer last month. Oh. So <clears throat> my dad got Parkinson's last year. And so it's trying to balance, like, looking after all those people... Like literally looking after all those people, and then I put myself at the bottom. So, and sort of at the end, you know, there's only 24 hours in a day, and and actually, I use my hours for sleep. <laughs> How? That, that sounds what, so depressing. No, but it's like <laughs> that's the reality of if you want to start yeah. something mega, which you have, and yeah. that you are maintaining, and that's the thing. It's the consistency of maintaining that output and, yeah. and being a you know a, a kind of um benchmark really for people to come to yeah you know and you've established yourself as an as a real authority in this space in such a short amount of time 
I, I just, well, I think, I think because we, me and Tracy, we, we set out to create something that we wish we'd had. So the vision was always there. And we always say ev- everything we do, everything we publish is what would we have wanted? You know, even, even like with the images on the website, you know, I never wanted to see pictures of babies and, uh, you know, and, you know, just pages and pages and pages, just words, 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 words. So we've created visually something we wanted, but also, you know, factually. And then having that community, oh my God, I wish I'd had that community, you know, 10 years ago. I think, I don't, I think had I had that commu- that support and that community, I wouldn't have all this sort of hidden, <laughs> hidden trauma. Do you think that's still there? That my trauma? God, yeah. My sister last year, um, well, more than that now, because her, her baby's a year old now, but when she told me she was pregnant, like, naturally, there was still this sting. I just, you know, that's my sister. How, and I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, and, and, and her first words were, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. And, and it's like, oh, my God, she's apologising to me mm. because she just got pregnant naturally. But I still have this resentment when I... When I hear that someone's just got pregnant naturally because I think oh right you had it easy right okay all right for some <laughs> isn't it and how <laughs> awful is that but but I think it's buried so deep inside because I I I never you know I, I never spoke to anyone I just wrote it in my diary dear you know I've, I've mentioned before I used to talk to a guardian angel yes so yeah. let's go back so I know your story but for anyone who doesn't know can you tell us about what happened when you started trying um yeah so I sort of you know trying naturally for over two years and then you know went to the doctor and then they said polycystic ovaries husband's sperm's really bad so and it was the NHS which is great cause it was free but of course with the NHS comes um, lots and lots and lots of waiting time so I had Two rounds of IUI, which didn't work, then an IVF that didn't work, and then eventually um, ICSI, which did work, but then led to that horrific side effect. Yes, you had which a was awful time, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> which was so, 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 so terrible. So tell what and happened. Was, so after transfer, I remember just suddenly feeling a little bit weird, just out and about walking, and then thinking, I can't walk anymore. And that evening, I was admitted to A&E and was in hospital for two weeks and blew up like a balloon. Like, so, so freaky. Like, your the lining of your, my stomach um, was filled with fluid and then my lungs and your blood is thickening. I mean, it is... So this, this is bad. OHSS? Severe OHSS. So that's ovarian hyperstimulation yes. syndrome, isn't it? Yeah. And that happened after transfer? Yeah. Is yeah. that normal? Because it, does it sometimes happen before that? Or it's um, well, it can happen before transfer, and and actually, they don't let people get to that severe level anymore. So they will, they'll postpone treatment. They'll freeze an embryo, and then you know let your body take a break. Um, but the thing is, I ignored signs, so I you know during stimulation, I, I basically I was becoming overstimulated, but I was just like, let's just get on with this. Mm-hmm. Want that baby? Want that baby? and ignored it and knew the small print was there but didn't read it and um so you know fast forward to being in hospital two weeks swelling up like a like a crazy chick so uncomfortable god it was was it super painful because you couldn't you could i couldn't put any pressure on my 
on my sides because my ovaries had swollen so so I couldn't sleep um, and then got the worst cystitis I think I've ever had but they can't give you anything for it <laughs> so could you imagine just the worst the worst the worst so, so that, end, that was your two-week wait then in the hospital yes, having the yeah. most horrendous time ever and I remember the nurse coming around saying, listen, if you can avoid it, don't let them pop you because it's really painful. Ooh. And then in the end, they were like, we're going to have to pop you. because Pop you? Yeah, yeah. and uh, it was pretty pretty grim. And then God. and then they popped me, and then the doctor came around that evening and said, right, we're going to do a pregnancy test now. And I just said, please, 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 this is so the wrong time. If it's negative, I will shut down now. <laughs> and I won't open my eyes. But then, um, so they left it and did the pregnancy test the next day and and actually I remember I was walking to the to the toilet and I borrowed a, a walking frame from this old woman in front of me so I had oh <laughs> I had a walking frame I had the drip so I was dragging my drip along and I I mean looked the worst you could possibly imagine completely swollen body but totally drawn in the face because I hadn't slept and the doctor said Sarah we have some amazing news and um, he goes come on let's get you back to your bed and I said but it's taken me 15 minutes to get this far. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, this is going to be worth it. So we, we headed back and he, he said, you know, you are pregnant. And, um, and I said, could you get me some paperwork to back that up, please? Because I was so shocked and then came back with the results. And the nurses, they said, should we try and clean you up before your husband gets here? So a pair of them took me into the shower and washed me, washed my hair. Aww. It was pretty amazing. Okay, so that was so. All so you had quite a few rounds of treatment that didn't work. Mm. Then you had your ICSI and then terrible OHSS in hospital, and then you had twins, didn't yeah. you? Um, and then a few years later, you have established IVF Babble, yeah, which is the leading online magazine for fertility (laughs) (laughs) and but it's not just a magazine though is it it's so much more than that tell me about where that started why why did you start it why and and how did you meet Tracy and give us the so she's Tracy's a friend of a friend and um we just met one day and she 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 had her own fertility journey she had her twins um, I'm sure she will hate me for saying this but quite late in life in her late 40s um, very late forties, Tracy, um, and she she just said she wanted to create something. She wanted to to provide the support she wished she'd had, and I said this is exactly what I want to do because going back to when I was in hospital, I remember lying there thinking I don't know what's going on. I, I literally have no clue, and I remember googling something, and and um, these forums came up. I think they were like women in the states, and everything just said drink Gatorade and I thought is that it is that the guidance and support I've got and I thought when I when I am back on my feet I'm going to create something so we then um said let's let's put together this online magazine and um and that's what we did that was November 2016 we launched and it's been so hard But I love the honesty with that because oh, it is gosh, so it's hard so creating hard. something from scratch. It's, you know, and it's absolutely blown up. I mean, it's so successful. Yeah. What, like, what's it like behind the scenes with that? It's, do you know, I, I, I was saying to you before, I went to see my friend Kate Thornton, who's, who had a website um, when I was thinking of doing this. And she said to me, it, it will be the hardest thing you ever do. 
And I remember thinking, yeah, whatever. You, you know, seriously, how hard can it be? But it is, it's, it's all consuming because you have such a responsibility. You know, these aren't, you know, this, these aren't just sort of fickle articles. These are articles that, that are there to educate, to inform and to comfort. So everything has to be so spot on. Mm. So, you know, we're, we're working with doctors to provide that medical content. So every, every, every fact has to be, you know, from an, an expert. Um, so behind the scenes, there's liaising with all these different clinics. And then there's working out what those topics should be. So it's, you know, going back to our readers, asking them questions, you know, finding out what's new in the world. And then there's stories, you know, getting people's stories in. And then there's the support side. So the amount of emails we get every day from women with questions. I, th- I think the thing, people think we're bigger than we are. But actually, it's literally myself, Tracy and Claire, our editor. Mm-hmm. And then recently my sister's come on board to help research all these different product companies that we can put into our Babel Prime shop. Oh, amazing. <coughs> so she's going out and making sure all these products are useful for anyone trying to conceive. So, you know, supplements, yoga courses, paraben-free, you name it. And then asking for discounts as well. So there's just... There's that, and then there's the events that we do, mm. and then there's the free IVFs. It's negotiating with clinics to ask for those. That's like one of the. I mean, that, I think you were the first people to do that, right? That, I, I don't, don't think, know. I I I don't. Know. I, think, I, I mean, I haven't. I don't think I've seen that anywhere else. I think we've given but, away eighteen rounds now, that's and it hasn't been released yet in the press. But we have got two babies that have been born. So there are five pregnancies, and two babies were born last week, our first two Babel babies. Oh my goodness, mm. how does that make you yeah. feel? Like, totally overwhelmed. I sent a message to one of the girls, and I just said, this has made all the blood, sweat and tears worth it. You know, oh, like, welling up myself. There, is a, there, are, there are two human beings on this planet, because of the hard work that we put in. I mean, I've killed myself in the process. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so easy, isn't it, to look at, to look at your website and just go, oh, that's a nice website, yeah. and this is great, and oh, there's a great community there. Yeah. But, oh my goodness, yeah. like... I, you know, I sat down at my computer yesterday, and I, at one point I had so many tabs open, I just, my head was just in a, in a mess. I was thinking, oh, you know, I need to speak to that clinic. I need to reply to that that woman that's asking for help oh my god what are the topics for today you know just how, endless. How, how do you do it Sarah because you do have quite a high pressure job as well don't you so this isn't you're doing this on the side this yeah, is your I, side thing so, so what and you're a floor, I'm a floor, floor manager, manager aren't yes, you yeah and so um, for really that's, that's such a cool job I, had, I didn't tell you about my um I was doing a job recently it was the d-day celebrations oh okay um, oh my god, it was such an amazing day. And I was put in so there was quite a few floor managers and I was put in charge of the world leaders. Wow. So I had to look after Macron, Trudeau, oh my god. um, Theresa May, um Trump. Oh oh. <laughs> oh honestly, it the others were so so lovely and he oh my god, what a bad aura he has. Really? Bad, really? bad aura, yeah. 
So all the others were like, I mean, it was such a simple job, really. I, I just had to you know, hand them their um, scripts and then brief them and then cue them out onto stage. And all the others, as they brought over to me, all smiles and lovely and, you know, good afternoon. And, and then I would brief them. They all waited for my cue. He walked over and he just goes, where do I go? Ooh. So I gave him a stage direction. He didn't wait for my cue. As he came down the stairs, I just thought, you're getting nothing, nothing from me. <laughs> Which is such a shame, because it's the one time in my life where I could have said, you know, good afternoon, Mr. President. Yeah. Gave him nothing. Good on you. But, to, like, to, <laughs> Theresa May, who, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a huge fan at all, but she was so lovely. Oh, was she? And um, she waited for my cue, which I liked. When she came off stage, because she read this beautiful piece, and she came off stage, and I said, Prime Minister, that was read so beautifully. And she just had this, she just smiled and she went, oh my God, thank you so much. That's probably the first nice thing yes. that was said to her for about five years. But, um, <laughs> but it was such a magical day and, you know, we had all the Guard of Honour, so I had to cue the Guard of Honour, 148 members of the Guard of Honour all on stage. That was my so <laughs> But, you know, so uh, when I look back at my 22-year career in television, I realise how easy I've had it. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, without the whole... Oh, my God. I, I, <laughs> the I, massive job that you do. <laughs> oh, my God. I literally, in TV, I, I go to work, I pick up a running order, I work out who I need, when I need them, what time they're on the telly, do it, cue them, and then I go home. <laughs> That's it. Send mm-hmm. my invoice in. Oh, when I think about all the times I've complained that we had a missed meal break, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You didn't know you were born. I really did so... So actually, my TV days are now my down days That's so in my funny. head. Like for me, that is when I can just switch off. Just well, I say switch off. I don't. You know, sometimes I'm, I'll cue a guest out and then I'll quickly whip my phone out my back pocket just to check if I've got DMs or emails. So how how are you managing this really? I mean, how are you supporting yourself emotionally and your own mental health and? How are you managing that, or, or do you think that slipped by the wayside? Hundred percent slipped, like a hundred percent slipped. Like you know, four years ago, I had this awful, huge tumor removed from my chest. I did not know that. Yeah, it was a really, really rare tumor. It took oh. like seven hours to take out. Awful, like awful in, in my chest. In my chest wall. Oh my god! Yeah, really gross. Had its this is so grim. Had its own blood supply. It's connected to major arteries. It's really freaky. They didn't know how to take it out. They were like, "Oh, we think we're going to cut a main artery to your oh to your heart." God. So anyway, they went in round the back, sorted it. Um, was this before your fertility treatment? Or? Yeah, the year before. No, sorry, after. Yeah, so this after. is this was four years ago. This was the year oh, before we launched right. IVF. Family. Right. Oh my goodness. And I remember my surgeon saying. You really need to look after yourself. You need to take care. You need to, like, just calm down a bit. And it's like I went, yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> and they just did completely the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but hear, hearing you there, Doc. <laughs> but I just think the way I sort of get through this crazy, crazy, crazy lack of me time is I just think in, in five years' time, you know, maybe someone else can take this over. But if I can just work really hard, create something really brilliant that is going to help and potentially change change lives. It, it, I mean, yeah, you've already two, done two, that. Two babies. Yeah. Yeah. Then I just think, then I can go through my, you know, from 50. That's my goal. Get to 50. I've got five years left. And then just live 
mm-hmm. just live. So just work hard, 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 and then and then. So it's kind of head down until you get to that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a vodka martini helps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what's really so inspiring about you, Sarah, is that you have taken something, and I know that they they had a I think they had a whole um, day or afternoon on this at the at fertility fest, but about taking something really hard and transforming it into something amazing which is exactly what you and Tracy have done um what does that feel like I mean that must you know taking away all of the pressure and all of the work there must be that sort of real sense of I've I've made I've really made something here that's so I feel like that when I get useful emails that that is when I suddenly the world stops spinning for a minute and then I, I'm like oh my god okay this is worth it mm. I got this email from this it was such a beautiful email and basically a while back I posted this picture of this couple in space looking back at earth oh I remember that post and I was so moved by this image because it just it just made me feel how I felt I felt you know that kind of everyone else was lives were happening and mine was on pause and this woman sent me this message and said, I have, she said, I have been th- from, with IVF Abel from the start of my journey. And um, she said, you've supported me all the way. And she said, no one else knows this yet, but I'm pregnant. And she said, um, and I have ordered that print that will now hang in my baby's nursery. Oh. She said, that's what you post, the words and the image, she said, was so powerful. And she said, and I never want to forget that. I was like, oh my God, you just like the, the impact. And so it's moments like that where I think, oh my God, this is working. This mm. is, this, this is what it was meant for. Mm. You know, she said she stayed with us on her journey. Then this is, this is what it's all about. When you were going through this, you were saying you had a guardian angel. Yeah. You spoke to a guardian angel. Who was your guardian angel? How did that come about? It came about through a, a, a desperate need to just download to someone, and I'm not I'm not a religious person, um, but I needed something, and I couldn't turn to anybody else, and so I would just download my my thoughts, my fears, my hopes, my dreams, everything to her, and she didn't that she didn't have a face, she didn't I couldn't visualize her. It was just my download and um that is what kept me going truly truly kept me going sometimes I'd be out and I would just secretly ask her for help you know if I was overwhelmed if I'd go into a coffee shop and it'd be just rammed with buggies I would just ask her just to help me calm down which sounds quite odd but it was my coping technique Mm. and to this day I still believe now that my guard again this sounds crazy but I still believe that my guardian angel pops up almost every day in someone like you know I was on a train last year and I was exhausted I was just exhausted from the amount of work and I was going to this meeting I was starving hungry my battery was running out I wasn't quite sure what stop to get out and I could feel the tears rising and um and and, and I just went oh god I've got no battery and this little voice went, let me help you. 
no, and then this woman, she goes, come on, I've got some, I've got a charge. She charged my phone up for me. She goes, right, what's, what's going on? And literally I started crying and I went, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And she went, you haven't eaten, have you? And she pulled a flapjack out of her bag, gave me her flapjack. And she goes, right, where are you trying to get to? And, and I was like, I, I think it's here. And she worked out where I needed to get off. All of this stuff. And then um, I just, I got off the train. I thought, that was her. Mm-hmm. That was her. In, in that, that was my guardian angel today. And so I honestly believe that every day I, I meet her in some sort of guise. I love yeah. that so much. Mm-hmm. And I've read, I have read quite a lot about um, the idea of kind of guardian angels or signs. And I think anyone listening to this, <laughs> if you're thinking, oh, what now? Where did this conversation just take a turn? Um, <laughs> you know, I just think actually when you go through something like fertility and you get yourself into a state that you have never been in before and you are actually desperate for something to hang on to, you will find whatever speaks to you, whatever resonates with you mm. and whatever gets you through. And if that is imagining something like a guardian angel, and I just, I think that's such a powerful visualization actually. And it's a really, I'm sure there's probably some proper psychological reason why this works. But for me, you know, and I have this little exercise actually in my mindset course where you, you do that exactly this, you, you literally pass your worries over to um, I call it the uh, personal assistant. <laughs> I love that. So you have your own like amazing personal assistant, and you know that this is the best personal assistant in the world. You know, like a really yeah. like top quality personal assistant. And so you're not you're not you know you, you're not saying goodbye to all of your stress completely. You're not saying you know I'm not going to deal with this, but you're just just exactly as you say, downloading and passing it over, and you 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 literally visualize this person walking away with it. And they're gonna sort it out. They're gonna they're gonna deal with that it. Is an ama- that's amazing. It's such a powerful <laughs> thing, isn't it? But that's exactly what you were doing, kind yeah. of completely naturally. And and I think that just the idea that you can just go. Oh, and I always just feel like my shoulders just drop when yeah. I just think, all right, someone's, yeah. someone's gonna someone's gonna take care of this for yeah. me. And and it's it's funny, isn't it? It's that crossover between because I think if you do have a faith, that is what you get from your faith, isn't Absolutely, it? Absolutely, yeah. That, absolutely, yeah. I, I, I wasn't brought up religious, but um, my daughters, my daughters believe in God. They've, they've been taught, you know, religious education at school, and that's totally fine. And so they were asking me about church, and I said, well, I'll, I'll take you to church if you want, if you want to, you know, I'll, I'll show you. And um, so we went to church on, on, the, on a Sunday, and I just remember sitting there thinking, I wish I did have a belief, because this space this beautiful church this calm lovely room i could do with this yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i could really do with this um it, but it, it's just not it's not the way i was brought up so my my guardian angel is my yeah is my is your version yeah. of it and i think that's really interesting i think we do live in a time where lots of people haven't been brought up with a faith and I I I mean my dad's Jewish my mum's Church of England and I went to a kind of Christian school but it never filtered down really so I I, and I oh gosh we're getting quite deep here but like (laughs) but um I think it's fascinating it's something that I really kind of explored a lot when we were going through fertility as well and you know spirituality is 
um, oh, I don't know. I mean, there's, I, I'm, I'm quite torn with spirituality. I'm quite torn with the idea of lots of things that come up with that. But what I really like is this idea of having having a space, as you're saying, like walking into somewhere like mm. a church, walking into. But you know, if 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 your church is the yoga room, absolutely, yeah, then that yeah. that's. It, I, I really think that does the same thing yeah. in a lot of ways, you know, and I don't want to disrespect any faiths here at all. You know, I have so much respect for, you know, every religion. I really think that that's, oh, God, this is such a deep I know, conversation I know. I know. and so complicated. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, you know, you, you, you get it from what resonates with you. Yeah. You've just got to find your strength where you find your strength. Mm exactly you know and 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 do what feels right for you yeah yeah I've got I've got a friend who's really into crystals and um and I, I was going out two days ago and again I was just I, as I usually do most days just feeling massively like overloaded with stuff and I re- reached in my pocket to get my wallet actually and I found this crystal and you know I clung onto this crystal so tightly for the entire journey and um, I just thought, let's, let's see, let's try this. Let's, let's try this. Give it a whirl. And, Why not? But, but you know what? It, it took my mind off things. I started thinking about my friend. And, and actually, so it was quite a powerful little powerful yeah. little stone because it did it took me it, it did the trick basically that's really did, interesting yeah. so I've never got into crystals I don't like yeah. I think I've always been slightly like mm, not sure that's really my bag but I'm interested and I want to learn about what what I want to learn about everything you yeah. know I just want to hear about it and this this is the life raft podcast you know so this is like we're going to talk about anything that kind of helps and if crystals are your thing you know if that helps you brilliant yeah go for it I had a really really funny conversation with um Hannah and Lewis Vaughan Jones recently for this podcast and it was so funny because um Lewis is basically going oh well it's all just garbage complete and utter nonsense obviously but if it helps you then fine (laughs) and it was just funny because it was like yeah do you know what yeah whatever like I, I don't know I think we can get really, um, it can polarise people, mm. this stuff. Definitely. Um, but actually, if we just open our minds a little bit and think, why not? Let's give it a try. Yeah. You never really know what's going to help. No, exactly. If you could speak to yourself now as someone about to go through your fertility treatment, what would you say to Sarah, like seven years ago, Sarah? I would have put certain things into play, like counselling. I think I would have spoken to somebody beforehand. I'd love to have spoken to somebody who, not only a professional, but someone that had been through it. Mm-hmm. Just to get an idea. Just to f- have that little circle of, of trust around me before I started. Yeah. I think that would have really, really helped. I also didn't realise that it could fail. <sighs> that sounds mm. so naive. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I thought, well, this, this, this is it. This is it, I'm going to have a baby. I couldn't have been more wrong. So I think just having that information, just doing a bit more research, not not a huge amount, but just enough to know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, those those are the the key the key factors really. And I think what you have got now with IVF Babble, the community that's there and social media community that's there. Yeah, it's amazing. That is the game changer, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It really really is. Do you know what, what, i tell you what really brought everyone together, was it last year or the year before, I lo- literally lose track of time, are those pineapple pins. Oh yeah, love that. That, that um, 
because I, that always goes back to I, I've always said on the when I was on the on the tube when I my IVF failed and just saw these faces and I just thought has anyone on this train ever experienced this grief you know of not getting pregnant mm. <laughs> and and I and so that's why I thought if everyone whose lives had been touched by infertility were wearing one of those pins that train would have been packed yeah. And so I think when we um, released this campaign about, you know, IVF Strong Together, it just suddenly brought everyone everyone together. And, yeah. and people were realising how many more lives had been, been touched. And there were people buying pins, friends buying pins for friends. So friends not even going through it, but just wanting to show that support. And that is amazing, because mm. I think so much time I sort of feel a bit frustrated, because I, th- I feel like I'm saying the same thing a lot of time within this kind of fertility bubble, and actually what we need to do is break out of that, isn't it, and, and get people who haven't been through it yeah. talking about it yeah, and understanding, yeah. you know. And because it's some, you know, people, friends of friends have said, I just don't, I don't know what to say. And, um, and so, we, you know, we've said, well, give your pin, give a pin, because yes. that shows that you... You you may not know how they're feeling, but you are aware of you know what's going on, and so this is you know this you know what this pin means, and so it's it's showing your support, mm. um, which I think is very powerful. So powerful, so powerful. Thank you so much, Sarah. This oh was such goodness. a lovely oh, conversation. I couldn't have we done this before. I don't know. I was thinking this is really nice. I want to carry There's on. There's literally talking. so many things we could talk about. <laughs> I know. I could I could literally talk to you all day. Um, but you need you are a very busy lady, as we have um, said. So thank you massively for making time to come and sit in my kitchen and have a coffee with me and talk well, about stuff. I adore you and everything you do. So I am anytime. I could have spoken to Sarah all day. We could have covered, I think, probably every topic under the sun. She's a wonderful woman making huge, huge changes in the fertility world. And I think, you know, I'd love to hear what you what you thought of our chat. I'd love to hear your your thoughts on a lot of the things that we covered there. I mean, that was that was an unexpectedly interesting, got pretty deep um chat we got into so um i'd love i'd love to to hear back from you so definitely get in touch with me mostly on instagram at this is alice rose um i am on social media across the board um at the same handle and definitely drop me a line uh, if you want to alice rose creative at gmail.com there's lots more resources on my website this is alice if you're looking for further support you can find my free meditation there you can find my 10-day mindset course um, you can find my blog and some other bits and pieces so um, i really love hearing from you please do get in touch and oh my goodness massive thanks as well for everyone who got behind me when i when i kind of was on a bit of a mission the other week to bring myself back up to 150 ratings i'm on 146 guys i just need a few more so any more ratings and reviews on itunes would be absolutely brilliant thank you so much please do subscribe as well and share if you've been listening it really does make the biggest of differences i really appreciate you being here with me and listening and being part of this amazing pioneering gorgeous community that we've got it's so special and i love it yeah that's it for another week so i'll be back in a couple of weeks time with some more juicy stuff for you take very good care and i'll see you soon fertility life raft is a queen production's podcast <laughs>